Good morning, my beautiful people. On this episode of Ride with Rome with your host, Rome Wilkerson, today we're going to talk about a couple of things that I think at least is on my mind. And I'm going to have to assume it's on your minds as well, especially with all the things we're dealing with today, the pandemic, uncertainty in the market, just the future and, you know, things like that going forward. What's next? So today on this episode, what we're going to talk about is my progress, progress on my diet, how I've been feeling as an individual, things that I believe that are going to change for me and for many other people. And one of the other things that I want to talk about today is, I know this is a tough subject for a lot of people, but it's something we really, really need to get our head and our heart involved in, and that is finance. You need to start thinking about your finances going forward. And I know right now it seems like this is the worst time ever. Rome, why are you talking about finances? Because many of us are sitting around thinking as cities continually shut down, open up, shut back down, what, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna stay in business? Okay, so some of the ideas that I have are definitely not going to be anywhere near the realm of get rich quick schemes, but these are some things that I think we should have been doing many, many years ago, and it's never too late to start. I've heard many a story of people at 65 years old going to college and getting a degree. That's not what this podcast is about today, but I'm just throwing it out there. You know, so you guys can keep that in mind. It's never too late to get started, no matter what it is you want to do. All right, let's ride. And welcome to the Pod One Media Podcast. Pod One Media is your one stop source for tech news, marketing tips, and interviews with Houston's leading business owners. Hosted by Rome Wilkerson. All right, guys. So, quick update. I have been on the keto slash whatever you want to call it diet. My son just calls it the uh, low carb diet because he says I'm not truly keto, but yet the results are evident. So I've lost considerable amounts of weight, almost to the degree that I'm going to have to soon reinvest in a new wardrobe because almost everything I own, um, at least for the last few years, um, is too big. (laughs) <laughs> it's just what it is. It's too big. So um, quick uh, outline of how my day goes and how I um, utilize or work through the keto lifestyle. I start off my mornings with coffee, with MCT oil. If you're not familiar with MCT oil is, I will leave a description in the uh, a link in the description below so you guys can take a look at it. There are a number of different brands of MCT oil and At some point, I will go through all of the benefits, but let's just say one of the major benefits to MCT oil is that it helps regulate the the sugars in your body. It helps with energy. So for instance, if you're going to, like I do most mornings, I um, create my coffee or I put together my coffee, which is going to be coffee, uh, MCT, it's going to be collagen. Um, I usually add just a touch of pink Himalayan salt. I know that sounds weird, but your body needs it. So just roll with it. Okay. And I'll add a little bit of cinnamon, 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 
cinnamon, and then I'll add uh, also some almond milk to the mix. So this is somewhat like bulletproof coffee, but not quite exactly what you would see some of your health gurus talking about when they say, oh yeah, the bulletproof coffee in the morning, because usually they're adding something like ghee or some type of butter uh, to the mix. I just use the MCT oil and it's worked for me very well. So generally on, on the average, what I'll do is I'll drink that and, you know, I'll do that while I'm, you know, checking my emails or whatever else is going on on my day. And then I start my workout routine. So first thing I'll do is I'll hit my spin bike. If you don't have one, you know, I understand that, you know, there are a number of different exercises that you can do that literally takes no equipment. But luckily, I do have a piece, uh, three pieces, actually, of equipment, not counting the free weights that I have here. Everything that I have, I found um, at a Goodwill store. I found a spin bike. If you've seen one of my previous videos, I've talked about this before. I found a spin bike that usually retails for about $600, $600. And I got it for $35. I have a Bowflex that I've had for, oh, years, man. This thing used to be out in my garage. And then I moved it from one place to another place. And now I have literally, because of, you know, the stay at home thing, I've rearranged uh, my living room. So it's about where normally your your dining table would be. And then I also have a treadmill. So what I do is uh, I will pick two of those items, those pieces of equipment, and I'll do a 30 minute workout. So I may spend, you know, 15 minutes on the spin bike, you know, to get my cardio up. And then I may spend an additional 15 to 20 minutes on the Bowflex, you know, working out, um, strengthening muscles, things like that. You don't have to go crazy. You're not trying to, you know, get ready for the Olympics or your next, you know, Kumite or something like that. No, you're just basically trying to stay fit and active. That's the key. Because Excuse me. If you're staying home and you're not really getting out a lot and you're not moving around, it's very important to um, keep your body active as much as your mind, but your body, you know, is a part of that. So you want that the whole approach. You want to stimulate your mind. You want to stimulate your body. You want to keep moving always upward, upward and forward. So the next thing I want to talk about today is finances. So many of you uh, received a stimulus check. Over 40 something plus million people are unemployed or underemployed. That's tremendous. And you think about it, you say, okay, well, I got my stimulus check and I paid my bills. Well, ideally, that's exactly what that was designed for. In my mind, my, my mind, my imagination, my, the way I reason, whatever the case it may be, I don't really see that as something that was designed to help the everyday person. This was something by design to basically give a um, second stimulus to big business. And when you think about that, what did you use those funds for? You paid your rent or a portion of it because $1,500 or $1,200 doesn't go very far. You paid your light bill, a portion of it. Maybe you pay a portion of it went to your cell phone bill or your cable bill or your car payment or whatever it is. You know what your bills are like. So in reality, all that money was for is for you to basically pass it on to big business. If you think about it from that perspective, I know that sounds very, you know, it's, it's not very optimistic, but it's just reality. You know, all you have to do is just stop for a second and think. 
and, and realize exactly what took place. So in a perfect world, I would say that would be a perfect starting point for investment. And what I mean by that, so you have your $1,200, even if you don't use the full $1,200 to start out, say, for instance, you took $500 of that $1,200 that you were given, and you said, okay, I'm going to invest this in something. But Rome, I don't know anything about the stock market. I, every once in a while, I see something on the screen or when I'm watching the news and they're talking about the Dow was up, the Dow was down, this happened. Well, hey, I'm in the same boat. There's a lot about the stock market that I don't know. But I honestly believe this in my heart. There is nothing, nothing under the sun that you cannot learn, at least to a degree that you truly understand what's going on. And it's not so much of a mystery to you. So there's hundreds and hundreds of videos. Be careful with that. But there's hundreds and hundreds of videos out there, if not thousands of um, finance gurus, you know, talking about investment strategies and where to invest. Just be aware of the ones that are always trying to get you to sign up for something because generally that's how they make their money and they're trying to get you to sign up for something because they want the return revenue that comes from it. So use your common sense. I know today, and it has been the case for many, many, many years, common sense just doesn't seem to be that common, but I know you're not one of those people. So, you know, I'm talking right to you. So here we go. One of the apps that I have taken a look at is Robinhood. Now, there's a number of others out there that are really good. Like, um, I'll tell you what, we're going to focus on Robinhood. So the pros to Robinhood is that it is free. It is very easy, very simple to get started. You basically set up an account and then you fund the account. And at that point, you start looking for the stocks that you want to purchase. Now, I would always say before you pull that trigger or swipe that thing or press that button, do your research. Make sure the stock that you're looking at is not based on your personal consumption. So if you are, say for instance, you're an Apple user and you're like, wow, okay, well, I'm going to buy a ETF that has Apple in it. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but don't buy stock just because of the fact that it's something that you uh, would use yourself. Now, that doesn't always, you know, come out that way because some things that we use, um, you know, everyday things, you know, when you think about it, things that people purchase for their homes on a daily basis, you know, whether it be food or, um, you know, creature comforts and things like that. Many times those kind of companies can be uh, good investments, you know, like Coca-Cola as an example. So most of those stocks are going to be really, really expensive. So you definitely want an app that allows you to invest in ETFs. You know what those are basically, and you can also, you know, obviously Google it. But what they are in a nutshell is it's fractions of each specific share. And one ETF may have a little bit of Apple, a little bit of Google, a little bit of Amazon, and so on and so on. So as your portfolio grows, you will acquire more and more of that specific stock toward you know, reaching the level of owning one share or something like that. Now, if you have the funds and you can afford it comfortably, then you can just buy an individual stock. You can buy Apple you can buy Google or Amazon or whatever, whatever it is that, you know, you think is going to work for you. But the most important thing to look at is their um, 
stat sheets, you know, meaning, you know, what their returns have been over the last 12 months. And I would say even go back, you know, a couple of years and see the growth potential of that company. And the key to it is putting your money in something that you know is going to be secure, as secure as investment can be. You know, the other option, and I've always said this for the longest time when I first started thinking about the stock market, I'm like, wow, man, you know, the stock market is really, really slow money. But it is slow. There's no doubt about that. You're not going to get rich overnight, you know, in stock market unless you're trying to day trade. And that's a very dangerous endeavor. I would stay away from that, especially if you don't know anything about stocks and how these things work like I don't. But the key to it, if you don't want to pay some ridiculous amount of tax on whatever your stock um, profits are, you need to own that stock for at least a year and a day in order to qualify for long term um, uh, profit if you want to look at it from that perspective. So be careful what you invest in. There's no doubt about that. But there's a lot of information out there. So over the, I would say probably the next few podcasts, you know, it'll be something similar to this format, you know, where I'm just talking to you guys and I'm, I'm kind of giving you an insight on what I'm doing and what I'm looking at. So going forward, what I'm going to do is I'm going to decide at some point, you know, experimenting with a number of these different um, apps, uh, for the stock market, meaning like Robinhood and a few others. And I'll probably fund them, you know, with maybe a couple of hundred dollars just to see exactly what you're gaining from it. But most of those, you don't really have to fund them at all. You can just download the app and, you know, just kind of take the tour, you know, look around, see exactly what the app has to offer for you. And there are a number of them that once you sign up, you get a free stock. Um, some people say that it can be stock valued from, you know, $5 all the way up to $1,400. I don't think I've ever seen anyone say, oh, I got the $1,400 stock, but I'm sure it's out there. It's like a roll of the dice, you know, so somebody's going to get it eventually. And the other thing is, um, for the most part, you, if once you find, uh, fund your account, then I believe a lot of these will also give you an additional um, stock. So those are things to look at. You know, what are the benefits going to be? I would not focus so much on stocks that have a uh, quick payout, like a monthly payout or a yearly payout, because those are going to be such small amounts when you're first starting out. This is just kind of, you know, dipping your toes into the water and trying to decide how you can best prepare for your future. I don't care if you're 25 or 55, this can benefit you to have this nest egg, you know, put aside. And I guarantee you there are a lot of people right now that are surviving because they had money in the stock market and they started taking that money out, you know, in order to ensure that they can maintain their lifestyle for as long as this situation that we're dealing with, you know, is going to last. And at this point, we have no idea. You know, here in Houston, you know, we started in Texas to reopen things, restaurants and bars and a number of other businesses. And then um, we're pretty much right back almost where we started. Our numbers are much higher. I believe um, a couple of days ago, the case, the cases of coronavirus in Houston were higher just two days ago than it was when this whole thing started. So you're going to have to take a lot of that kind of stuff into, into consideration realistically, because um, going forward, you're going to have to figure out exactly how 
these things can best help you. What I'm presenting to you today is a strategy of even when this is over, it doesn't mean it can't happen again. Just because you survive a hurricane or a tornado doesn't mean it will never happen again. So preparedness, prepare yourself for the worst case scenario. I'm not saying, you know, you should be hoarding toilet paper and bottled water. Oh my God, don't get me started on that. But at least put something aside where if something happens in the future, you are somewhat prepared and you're ready to some degree, you know, to maintain your lifestyle. If nothing else, you can buy food, you can buy fuel or something like that, because those are going to be those emergency necessities. The rest, yeah, if the cable gets turned off, is it really that bad? Well, yeah, for a lot of us, we'll probably lose our minds, you know, because we don't have our Netflix or this, that or the other. But you can live with that. You can live without that. You can't live without food. And in some situations, you can't live without electricity because you need electricity to keep your refrigerator on so you can preserve your food. And you need fuel so you can, you know, fuel your vehicle so you can then go out and forage for that food. <laughs> I know this sounds like a lot, but in reality, it's not. All I'm saying is spend a little bit of time. Don't go crazy over this. I'm one of those people when I'm learning something new, I literally obsess over it. I will probably watch 15, 20 different videos and read multiple articles a day just to get my head around what it is I'm trying to learn or trying to uh, understand. I don't suggest that anyone else does that. You know, if you have the free time, hey, okay, nothing else is going on, man, just, just roll with it. So here's the thing. As I said before, going forward, um, periodically you will see, you know, podcasts like this where I'm just, you know, talking to you guys about just whatever's going on in my world and how I think it may apply to your world in some form or fashion. If you are currently using one of these stock apps and you've had good results or bad results, we want to hear from you. So there'll be a link, um, in the description where you can leave me a audible message, meaning a recorded message. I will listen to it. And then if there's a question or a comment that I think is, you know, interesting, I will add it to the next podcast. So hopefully, you know, you guys, if you're out there and you're listening, all five of you, <laughs> all five of you that are listening to this podcast, you know, take a few minutes, sign up for Anchor and uh, leave me a message. Yeah. Okay. But until next time, guys. It's been your boy, Rome. Thank you for riding with me. And I will catch you guys in the next podcast. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay home if you can. And hug someone that you love and show them and give them the impression as best as you can that we will get through this together, even when we're alone and we're apart. All right, guys. Thanks for riding with me. It's your boy, Rome. Peace. I'm out. Thank you for checking out our latest podcast. Make sure to visit our website at pod1media.com. If this is your first time listening, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next show. This has been a Pod1 Media production.